You're listening to Two Guys Talking Wine with Michael Pincus and Andre Pru. I'm Michael Pincus, the great guy from MichaelPincusWineReview.com, and with me, as always, my co-host and wonderkin, Andre Pru. Hello, AndreWineReview.ca is my website and my Twitter feed and my Instagram feed, all in one place. Really, you've got the whole. You've got that whole thing. I have a monopoly on my name and wine review. I am Twitter at the Grape Guy, and I've got Michael Pincus this, and I think Instagram is the Grape Guy, but it's it's either the Grape Guy or it's Michael Pincus. It's one of the two, because I think there's a doctor in the U.S. called Doctor Michael Pincus. <laughs> so you're not a doctor, but you I play one on TV. Although I do play one on the radio. All right. <laughs> so or what's in television. your glass, Michael? Huh? What's in your glass? Oh, uh, I was going to taste this. Um, uh, I seem to have found, or was I'm not I'm not sure how I got it. Really, I think they sent it to me. A bottle of 2013 Joie Farms Gamay. Ooh, that would be BC. That would be BC. So I am now going to pour it in my glass, and uh, I will see how BC is doing with Gamay because that uh, I thought was kind of interesting. I didn't know there was a lot of Gamay being made in BC, so... I think I've seen it. it. It's starting to make a little bit of a name for itself, but I don't know if we've gotten enough in Ontario for me to form an opinion on it. Well, it's uh, it's definitely got that cherry note. A little earthy. No, I think this is the frustrating thing where we can tell the listeners that we don't do this in the same room. You're in your studio in St. Catharines, and I'm in my studio in Toronto, which means I, I can't smell your wine. And if people are new to my writing, I'm a bit of a Gamay fan. I've traveled to Beaujolais. And this is Michael just rubbing it in that I can't taste his wine. Ooh, this one's tasty. Well, I've got a 2014 Flat Rock Cellars Twisted White. It's a Gewurztraminer, Chardonnay, and Riesling blend. And this might be one of the better 2014 white wines that I've tasted. Oh, did you just say something? Because I'm still tasting this Gamay. The great thing about this wine is it's got a good balance of sweetness with a little bit of floral poking through. And I know for a lot of people, they say Gewurztraminer can be a little too floral. This brings some nice balance to that. And this is definitely a good wine to enjoy with... Uh, I like serving wines like this with pierogies, and I always this, get a sideways look when I say that, but I'm from Saskatchewan. This, I eat a lot of pierogies. This Gamay has a, a kind of a floralish note to it, too, but the really lovely cherry going on here. This is, <laughs> there's almost like a hint of blueberry going on, but it's so subtle. Oh, wow. Are you done yet? Oh, I'm. So, were you talking? Yeah, you're just riling me up because I already have something I need to uh, pick a bone with you about. All right, I'm ready. You recently reviewed a Macedre Meritage. Macedre Meritage, yes. Lake Erie North Shore. Okay. 2011, if, I don't, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Very good wine. And I have absolutely no issues with the wine or the winery in question. I know there's a lot of wineries in Niagara that are using Meritage. But this term, I need to see it eradicated from Ontario. Well, why is that? It's bullshit. It's a bullshit wine term. It's a made-up wine term, but they had to use something. But why? 
Why? Why not call it a red blend? Why not list the varietals? Why not do something else New World? I think the biggest thing that I have is when it comes to marketing, what works best is to just keep it simple stupid, right? Like, let's take a look at basically any of the old iTunes ads from Apple. It's a lot of white space and it just shows off the product and it makes you want it without any sort of ambiguity. But the biggest thing about Meritage is it's an ambiguous term and it's not ours. Well, the, the nice part that I've always liked about Meritage is that you could throw a French spin and call it Meritage. Except that's not correct. No, it's, it's not. But there are so many people that call it Meritage that it's unbelievable. But that's one of the reasons why I don't like it. This goes against everything that is keep it simple, stupid with marketing. You have an ambiguity with how a product is, is pronounced, how a product is marketed. That makes it harder for people to find your product if they don't know what you're talking about. But I, but I think a lot of people these days know what Meritage is. I would disagree with you. I think only people who are into wine seriously know exactly what they're looking for. Where I think as far as Ontario is concerned, I think JL knocked it out of the park with his first try when he was making wines at Hillebrand when he called it just Trius Red. That's a, that's a little simplistic. Exactly. Simplicity Cons is perfect. But consider consider this. He only used the three Meritage grapes or the the Bordeaux blend grapes, right? If and I mean, he had the reason the reason why something you had to else in there, then you know, and I guess they still can, but it's still considered a Bordeaux style red, and henceforth it it, it could be called a Meritage. But that's what a Meritage is supposed to be. But why do we need to work so hard to to define it as? Something within American terms. I think the one thing we need to let people know is the origin of the term meritage is it's from 1988 and it's from California. And it's because we can't use the term Bordeaux outside of Bordeaux. That is, that is true. But now you say it's from California, but the meritage pronounced like heritage was selected from more than 6,000 entries in an international contest. So it's an international contest. The Americans have picked it up. But it was an international contest. Well, if you take a look at the Meritage Society website, they certainly don't have a lot of international members. And I don't care how many entries that you had into the contest. It doesn't mean that you're right. Well, you put it this way. I believe that there are people who are using the word Meritage that aren't part of the alliance. And I think you have to be part of the alliance to use the term. Oh, I'm, but I'm pretty... And, and you have to, I think you have to pay. Yeah, the annual fee is a dollar a case. Uh, capped at 500 bucks, and I'm positive that not everybody's throwing 500 bucks into the kitty. Well, there you go. There's another problem with, with the term itself, is that people have have co-opted it and taken taken it as their own, even though they're not supposed to. So if you got people who are not following the rules as it is in the first place, maybe they should just go ahead and start calling their wines Bordeaux. Well, you can't call it Bordeaux. It's a protected name. You can't take Bordeaux. Well, there you, you go. There's, there's this issue. You there's... can't take Champagne. Those are still protected. So you're looking for a more universal term that will cover the red blend. I know you like the term red, but I think that becomes a little simplistic. Not if you take the time to define it. I think the other issue that I have with it is the fact that the organization is Californian, that most of the member wineries are California. So I've already said I have uh, issues with the ambiguity of the term, but it's the fact that as a wine region, Ontario is still struggling to define itself. And for us to be taking terms that are, are, are have origin in another established wine region, it just makes it feel like what we're doing is inferior. 
And I think that we're better than that and we should be defining our own terms. Like, I mean, even the wine that I'm drinking tonight is called Twisted and it could just as easily be made with Semillon and Sauvignon Blanc with white Bordeaux blends and called Heritage. But I mean, it it could just as easily. Flat Rock has taken great effort into defining their, their own term for that. Of course they are because it's not it's not a it's not a white heritage. So maybe white we need heritage to just Sauvignon Blanc and Sauvignon. Period. The end. That's that's a white heritage. And the only uh-huh. one that I can think of that makes something like that uh, and calls it as such is uh, Jackson Triggs. Don't like the term. Still don't like it. I really don't. I really. I. I, I guess. I guess I don't know. Maybe we throw it out to people or something. I hope people will will get get on your case, or get on mine. I I guess I'm forced into the position of defending meritage, uh, but it's been a term that's been around, as you said, from '88, and I think it's a term that has caught on, and people do understand that it's at least red, unless the bottle's white. So I I really don't know why suddenly you want to change things. We haven't been very successful with telling people what VQA is, so suddenly Meritage, you've got to uh, uh, take a... uh, Well, here's the thing. I'm going to take issue with the fact that you just said we've been successful with the term Meritage and and defining that. I don't think we have been successful with that. I I think we have have a lot... Meritage is more successful than VQA. I wouldn't agree with that at all. I would totally agree with that. I, I, there are still people who believe that VQA stands for quality. Okay, I'll agree with you on that part. But I think for the most part... VQA is not about quality. No. It is about origin. It is about place. It is not about uh, quality. And people still think, oh, I had this VQA wine and it was horrible. And that's supposed to mean that it was a good wine. I'm like, no, it means it's from Ontario. And I, actually, that is something I'll agree with you wholeheartedly on. In my column for Torontoist uh, at torontoist.com on January 29th, I actually took the time to write a piece about the difference between ICB, the International Canadian Blended Wines, and VQA wines, just so that people can tell the difference. And I know that my audience for that particular website is more the average younger wine drinker. And I swear to God, if I see one more person walk out of an LCBO carrying a box of wine without knowing what exactly is in the box, I'm just going to smash my head into a brick wall. I did see that column, by the way. I wanted you to know that. I put it in my pocket. Thank you. How can you put a website in your pocket? There's this, uh, well, I don't know if we should you know, plug this. Maybe we should find it if they want to sponsor the, uh, the, uh, the podcast. But Pocket is a really cool app that if you're reading something, you can just shove it into this thing called your pocket and read it later, and then you can read it offline. Wow, that is pretty cool. Cool app. Love it. I have all kinds of stuff in there. Granted, my pocket's a little bit on the full side. And I, I think I still have stuff from like two years ago in it. But that's that's neither here nor there. Just love that. that I love that app. So, All right. So so let me get back and, and present in, in, in a question to you then going back to the meritage argument. Because you talked about how it's great that they came up with this term after 6,000 entries and, you know, it's wonderful that they have this organization and maybe they need to enforce their rules a little bit little bit better. But why not hold a local competition and, and force the local wineries to define their own term? Because then we're stuck yet again trying to uh, educate people on this new term. And we can't, even, we can't even educate them properly on the old term. But that means that there's still room to make change. That means something isn't set in stone. It's not like we're going to be flying to Bordeaux and renaming the region, I don't know, Pomplamoose. I mean, 
it's, it's still really new. Like eight, 1988, I was five in 1988. So it's only 27 years old this term. And like you said, it hasn't picked up traction. We still have a ton of wineries in Ontario who are calling their wines just Cabernet Merlot, right? Uh, uh, so so the, of, there's no of course, consistency. You don't have to use it. First of all, you have to pay to use the term if, yes. you, if you want to. And, and it's just a term that the Americans picked up on, and you're more than welcome to use it. And, and I, I don't see a lot of wineries outside the U.S. It's not like you can go to the Australian section at the LCBO and see Meritage kicking around. I think uh, uh, definitely Spain and Portugal have told you not using that term. Uh, it's not being used in, in Italy. So, yes, it is an American term or a North American term, and some of our wineries have decided to pick up on it. So why would we want to? Why would we want to follow suit with the American American wine industry? Why wouldn't we want to do something on our own? Because uh, you know there are first of all they're our closest neighbor. Uh, two, we want them to come up here and we want them to buy our wine. And especially now with the dollar being in the toilet, you want them to, you know, come up here and buy wine because we make we make a very quality product, and a lot of our border states are not making as high quality a product that's not as sweet. It, Italy, France, and Spain are all a stone's throw from each other and actually grow wine very close to those borders. And okay. how do you think it would fly if those guys started using the other guys' terms? Uh, would they use... Well, some of them are not even growing the same grapes, so they can't be using the same term. And you, know, you, you mean to tell me, you mean to tell me that... Capri- in, uh, in Spain... Through that, so you know they're not. So Spain is not going to suddenly start making Chianti. You could very well plant some, Chianti and I don't. In Spain. And I don't think the Italians are growing Grenache, but I, you know, they're growing pretty much everything over there, or Tempranillo. You could. You, you you put it this way: you can grow Sangiovese here in Ontario. You can grow it in the states, but it's it's not Chianti. I don't know. I don't think either one of us are going to be moving on this argument. I, I, I know that it, it might seem a little bit petty, but the, the thing that just sticks in my craw about it, honestly, is the pronunciation of the word. Because it goes against everything that you should know as far as selling a product. And okay. the fact that there is a duality to it, that it can be meritage or meritage. Actually, I recently got a wine from Konzelman that was very, very good called Heritage. And I even appreciated the fact that they, they took the time to call the wine heritage. It was a meritage blend. But having the word heritage on the bottle got rid of that ambiguity so that you know exactly how the word is pronounced. Okay, so then, in theory, because meritage is a blend of two words, merit and heritage, would you be just as happy if somebody did a red blend uh, of, of Bordeaux varietals called merit? No, <laughs> honestly, I, I seriously like. I don't know where. I, Stratus calls their wine red. Granted, same winemaker as did Trias and the Grand Red. And I just wish that people would have stuck with that, and he could have defined the the rules that way in Ontario. We just but there are had, a lot of reds out there. If you look at a lot of people have red. A lot of people are looking for a different name for their wine. Yeah, which is you know, let's go back to your twisted. Yes. You've got a, a wine twist, so they decided to call it Twisted. Yes. I, I, I know that, uh, you know, uh, Southbrook uh, went with Triumph. They went with Triumph, Triumphus. You know, uh, they called it Cab Merlot, but, you know, they got rid of the word uh, reserve. Yes. Because, because it meant nothing. Meritage uh, means something to some people. 
To some people, not to all. Not to all. No, but to <laughs> some people, it means something. So, so basically, you want Ontario to get rid of meritage, yes. the, the term, and the Americans can keep it. Yes, the Americans can definitely and keep it. And now you want to start some sort of contest to find a better word for meritage. Yes. And very Canadian. Yes. I, like, I actually mo- think- like, like moose tracks. Maybe we need to put this to the people, because <laughs> I don't know if Moose Trucks is going to quite stick. But it's a good start. Moose Poop. I don't think we want our wines called beaver juice. Moose Poop. Beaver, beaver Juice. Oh, God. <laughs> the Brown Squirrel. Well, those are six very good entries right there. <laughs> I hope I win. Uh, I hope so, too. So, uh, I guess... When we post up this podcast, we'll put it to the people and see what they think we should call the wines or someone can take issue with the fact that I hate the term uh, meritage. Uh, see, I like, I, you know what? I've always, I called it meritage for a long time. And the reason is it was supposed to um, be the parallel <laughs> of Bordeaux, which is a French region, obviously. So if you're going with the uh, if you're trying to replace a French word, it's always better to use a French word for it. Too complicated. That's why I won't stick. Too complicated. Okay. <laughs> Beaver juice. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Until next time, you can tune into Two Guys Talking Wine. I'm Andre Prue from AndreWineReview.ca. I'm Michael Pincus from MichaelPincusWineReview.com. And you can now subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. Oh, wow. I know. We're going places. Have a good night. Good night. Thank you for listening. You can subscribe at twoguystalkingwine.com.